You're listening to the Art of Floating podcast. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Year. (laughs) That's how we're starting the show. Happy New New Year, Year, everybody. We're back. I know we've only been away for a few weeks via the podcast because we've there's been a delay with the recordings. But for us, it's been like a month since we've done one of these shows. So this is a great reunion. It's so great to see you guys again. It's too long. It's it, it has. It's been too long. Let it never be this long again because <laughs> uh, this is good. I miss you guys. I miss you guys so much. Um, I love these shows and I learn something every time and it's uh, it's cathartic. It's good stuff. Same here. Same here. Um, welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Art of Floating podcast, where float centers thrive. Uh, we talk about starting, running, and refining refining your own float centers. It's, it's what it's all about here. Um, I want to thank our sponsors for um, coming into 2016 with us. We're sponsored by FloatAway. Uh, their tagline is, the simple act of floating in warm, salty water is the most relaxing experience on Earth. It's been their byline for more than 15 years, and it's true for each of their eight models and in all 40 or so countries where happy customers float in FloatAway float tanks. FloatAway is proud of the specially equipped round pools in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where research is really putting floating on the mainstream map. And you can check them out at www.floataway.com. You can find out how the company has pioneered new techniques, new shapes, and new ideas in floating. The founders, Colin and Jenny Stanwell-Smith, are world experts on every aspect of flotation technology. FloatAway is a family business within the floating community. Again, you can check them out at floataway.com. We have FloatAway float tanks at our float center, and we're pretty gosh darn happy. I said plural. We have one float tank, but we're quite happy with it. <sighs> How are you guys doing? It's been the holidays. How are you? Fantastic. On a personal level. <laughs> I'm good. Nice. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. You know, b- before we get too much into I want to recap the holidays and everything. There's a lot I want to talk about today but um for anybody who's listening to the show for the first time maybe 2016 this is the first episode you're you're listening to um i just want to introduce our hosts again um i'm dylan calm uh my wife sandra and i started uh, our float center we just celebrated our fourth anniversary of of the float center and uh we're located in portland oregon um we have three float tanks we're adding a fourth tank we're in the process of remodeling a room for that uh we have um massage rooms we have acupuncture we have a naturopath uh, two therapists and a yoga studio and uh, that's that's currently where we're at with our business Um, Amy welcome to the show do you want to introduce yourself thank you yes my name is Amy Grimes and I run a three tank center in Nashville Tennessee called float Nashville and in 2016 we are expanding to a second location and we're adding some some surprises, but we're still going to stick with our main love, which is floating, and uh, I'm really just happy to be here. It's nice. a lot of fun. Well, I'm going to try to get those that information out of you before you want ah, to announce it. Not yet. Not we'll yet. See. We'll see what I can do. Soon. Lance, welcome back. Howdy diddly doodly, everyone. <laughs> Whoa. Lance's headphones just blew off his I'm head. Just, I'm just so excited. That didn't just, even make yeah. sense in the realm of physics how that just uh, happened. <laughs> anything that can happen will happen. Right. Hello, everyone. Yeah, it has been so long. I I miss uh, I miss the podcast. It's, yeah. it's been, what, a month? So yeah. luckily oh, I've been able to connect with everyone in the Float Facilitators Forum. That's always good yeah, to be totally. chatting with people. Mm-hmm. So I like that a lot. Cool. I um, Just to... 
in case anybody's not aware, on um, Facebook, you can join the Float Tank Facilitators page. I think you have to request access, but I think anybody can give you access. So you'll get access pretty quick um, once you request it. And yeah, it's a great place for people with nitty gritty questions that you don't necessarily want to ask um, on public Facebook pages. And and I mean, I guess it is technically public, but you know, you can you can ask some nitty gritty stuff and ask the the people who are in the industry. Well, it is yeah, it is targeted to people that are running centers. You right. know, it's not targeted to the floater, but right. the people that are having the float center problem. So it's a really loving community. Everyone's super awesome. So yeah, join us on there. Yeah, I learn something every time I go on. Yeah, that's mm, true. True every that. Every single time. Yes. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so yeah. for anybody who has listened to previous episodes, we talked about our plans for the holidays. So um, there are a few things I want to cover today. One is, um, did you do what you planned on doing? I want to, uh, over the holidays as a business, not not your personal lives, although I don't mind hearing about that as well. <laughs> but um, I'm also curious um, if, if you felt like it was successful, if you learned anything, or if you felt like the ball was dropped, or just, you know, any, any way that you would improve it next year. Um, and then I, I would also love to cover kind of a state of the union, a state of the float industry. I really want to hear your guys's views on where we are with this industry. If we're, if we're, um, is it growing? Is it shrinking? What's the future of the industry? How do current float centers sit in that? How about people who are just starting out? What is the industry like right now? What's your, your gauge of it? I really want to hear about that. Um, and, uh, um, oh, there are also just like personal things, uh, little updates and things from our, our shops. I want to, I want to cover that as well. Um, and so a little bit of the state of the union for our own businesses as well, um, of what's going on. And, and I have some numbers I'd like to share. Uh, one I'm really excited to share with Amy because she was talking a bunch of crap about open float tanks and, (laughs) and, uh, so I'm excited to share some numbers to defend myself. Um, (laughs) so, um, Lance, you, I think you had the clearest game plan for the holidays in my book. And Amy, I don't mean to insult you with that. Um, but you, you had the, um, you know, for a donation, you get a discount. And uh, do you want to tell a little bit about what your game plan was and how your implementation went? Yeah. So our game plan was fairly good. How it played out, eh, not exactly how I wanted <laughs> it to be, but it did good. So we had, uh, promotion on where you bring in any winter clothing food or toy donation you save 25 percent on a gift certificate so that was our way to help other local community um, do what we can to contribute to um, just helping people out and we got a a great response for that Um, i haven't been back at the shack for a few days but i never did get a photo of everything that stacked up but there's a big pile of food boxes probably six or seven boxes of food and two big blue bags of clothes and um i think a medium-sized box of toys for the kids so it was really good we sold a lot more gift certificates than anticipated is sort of where we uh (laughs) i flailed a little bit Mm -hmm. i knew i said i was going to get those pvc cards but um, right (laughs) i just uh, troubles with the graphic designer you know the back and forth that goes when you're doing graphic design and when push comes to shove um, I didn't make it in time to get the cards, so we did do our normal sort of paper gift certificates with barcodes, and they worked out really good, but we sold out, I think we did two orders of 100, and we sold out of all those, so we had to improvise, so 
we went to the local store, I think Walmart, and picked up just a bunch of uh, normal Christmas cards, like holiday cards that were, you know, pretty normally branded. Or And then we uh, made little labels for there with that awesome label printer I keep talking about and uh, put barcodes in there and made our own gift cards. We had to do that for another over 100 of those. And uh, we ran out of all our brochures, all our like all our good material we sort of ran out of. So that's where we did flail. Uh, next year, we will be a little more prepared and have more stock. But the holiday season comes on quick and it's uh, it's not gentle. Um, I've also noticed a lot of the the people we were seeing. They are not always floaters. They're not the float people we're used to interacting they come in and they want the bargains. They want the sales. Oh, they want, well, I saw this sale three months ago. Why don't you give me that? <laughs> and they're they're really working us and our employees to get the best price right. they can. But we made it through. We uh, stuck it out. We uh, we sold gift certificates right up until Christmas Eve. And uh, we shut down from the 24th to the 2nd. And we did extensive cleaning some renovations some constructions we emptied our float tanks flipped them upside down silicone dollar weather stripping scrub liners we we had a lot of fun we got in there and we scrubbed and felt good i want to hear more about that i want i want to get a little bit more detail on that yeah a little bit later at first i want to hear amy about about your uh the holidays portion of it okay So uh, I stole Lance's idea. Right. Uh, <laughs> we actually do quite a few uh, promotions throughout the year, uh, specifically to raise money for community uh, projects, uh, simply because I was in nonprofit for 10 years, and I still have a close relationship with a lot of local nonprofits. Uh, so helping, helping the community means a lot to me. Uh, we did start off the season, um, actually, the beginning of December, I shouldn't say uh, the whole season, but the beginning of the December, Mark, my uh, business associate, was involved with a place called Cottage Cove. And every year to celebrate our our birthday of the float center, we do a week of very, very inexpensive floats in exchange for a toy for a program that Cottage Cove's Cove has. And we did five days of that this year. We call our flotation celebration. Nice. So we were nice. able to make a $300 donation plus so many toys. I, I wish <laughs> I would have counted them all. It was just our, we have a tiny lobby. If anybody <laughs> saw the picture of our lobby, it is extraordinarily small. And it was stuffed with toys and it was a beautiful sight. Uh, so that went really well. And the other thing that we do uh, is on an employee's birthday, a uh, proceeds from that day, a certain percentage of proceeds from that day goes towards a nonprofit of their choosing so we were able to so cool. uh, do a donation to thistle farms I love that. so with all that going on i thought lance's idea was awesome we were going to do a small uh discount anyway and so we actually contacted a local rescue mission and asked for the top three things that they needed and they said uh, women's socks women's underwear um, cans of vegetables and actually they said they needed turkeys and i said well i, I don't think we're <laughs> equipped to collect turkeys however uh, if they want to contribute a donation a cash donation we'll we'll do that <laughs> nice. um it went really fantastically well and i think from a morale standpoint hmm. it was it was wonderful we all got so excited uh, when we saw the things that people were bringing in, everybody got excited. We all got giddy over the socks, and some people really got creative. There's some wool socks and some really cute socks as well as uh, the practical as well. Wow. Uh, but we ended up with um, 
probably the, the well not probably we actually exceeded last year's gift certificates by t- by 30 percent it was a little nice. over 30 percent and uh, we got uh, 165 pairs of socks 109 pairs of underwear 152 cans of wow. veggies and a 1500 dollar donation Oh my to God. Nashville wow. Rescue Mission, which is wow. just making my heart happy. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, wow. So I'm going to consider that a success. Uh, and it was a lot of fun uh, on top of it. So sure. one of the things that, I'll, that I did wrong hmm. is I put the campaigns close together. People And, and I knew uh, as soon as I did, I realized what I had done, but it was too late to pull anything. Uh-huh. Um, the campaign with the, the Cottage Cove collecting the toys and then the rescue mission people got confused. Sure, yeah. Uh, and I, I realized that. So we just, whatever, when they came in, we dealt with it. Uh, and whatever. They were there to help the community. Yeah, so right. we're like, we're just going to make it happen. Whatever. Um, unlike, you know, it's funny that you mentioned, Lance, that you had a lot of sales seekers this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, interestingly enough, we had that last year. This year was the complete opposite. In mm-hmm. fact, um, it was interesting. I Some days I wondered, why did we even do the sales? We had people calling us in and, and, you know, and we say, well, you know, there's a sale. You can make a donation. Like, we don't care about the donation, whatever. We just need to buy a gift certificate and get it done. Um, we had people who um, the majority of people could have cared less about the discount um, and would have happily bought at full price. Um, now, because of what we believe in, I don't or because of how we like to run our business is on a personal level, doing the. Uh, discount for donation is certainly the way to go, but I was really surprised to see people were not concerned about price at all, and they were ready to buy and give <laughs> floats, and they were thrilled at the price anyway. So that was that was pleasant, pleasant to see. Um, things I'm doing differently next year. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing we did get, we saw a boost specifically from a gift list that somebody had published. It was a smaller, it was a oh. all digital magazine. It was local, Nashville uh-huh. Digital Magazine. And we got a slight boost from that. So I got to thinking that next year we are going to do a campaign probably in October, early November to see if we can get on more gift lists cool. of local media instead of uh, pushing more on uh, our clients, on our floaters, we're going to go for local media and try to get a gift list. Nice. And let's see. We didn't, we actually sold, we had some products. I think we talked about in our Christmas special, each of us were selling some products, or at least Lance uh-huh. and I were. Mm-hmm. Uh, we sold three times the amount of product this year, and we really did wow. push. Now, huh. that said, that sounds more impressive than it is, because we never sold a huge <laughs> amount anyway, but it was nice. <laughs> 300%, and, uh, it's, a big, it's a big percent increase. Yeah, it's, I mean, any kind of you know, retail is not big anyway. Mm. Uh, but we didn't push real hard. We didn't try real hard. And so I was real thrilled with what we, we made our money back and made a few pennies. And that's all I can ask for. So um, <sighs> overall, it was, a, it was a good thing. That's beautiful, you guys. And I was watching you, Dylan. Hmm. How, did your, how did your Christmas go? Did you end up doing what you, what you said? Oh. No, not at all. no, none of that. None of that. <laughs> all the things we talked about. Yeah. Thank you, Lance. Thank you. Um, we, um, man, I was so inspired by you, Lance. I was so excited. <laughs> Sandra was excited. We, we totally thought we were going to do that. And somehow some amount of information got out because we actually received some food donations. And those, those people did get discounts on floats. But um, we did not publish anything that I'm aware of. I don't know. Um, how they were aware of it, but we were completely uh, into our build-out and all the attention um, 
was in our build-out, which is, I mean, that's a dangerous game to be playing during the holidays. That's such a valuable financial time, right? Um, but uh, we also took a lot of inspiration from you, Amy, in the idea of not having a sale for sale's sake. Mm-hmm. And um, and, and I, I'm not going to say Sandra and I butted heads on this one, but I think I kind of fought a little bit more for not having sales um, this at the end of the year. We did have, like Black, I don't think we did Black Friday, but like a Cyber Monday or something like that. We did have an, uh, an online sale, pretty good discount, and we, we uh, sold a lot of tickets, or a lot, you know, a lot of floats, a lot of gift cards uh, through that. And I was really worried, like, did we just cannibalize our own market? What about the holidays, all that? I, I had some trepidation with that. Um, and, uh, and we decided not to have any holiday sales. I, I don't think we did anything over the holidays other than, you know, just Facebook po- posts to raise awareness that we exist, you know, just keep uh, ourselves in people's minds. And, um, boy, boy, was it a busy time. Um, I think revenue wise, I think we were 240% over what we, and you know, an average month. I, it it might've been more than that. I, I didn't check. Um, you know, after about Christmas time uh, on the 25th of December. So, um, but just overall, like the, the numbers were just really good. And the fact that we didn't end up taking a loan for the build out, it just meant awesome. <laughs> we can actually nice. afford what we're doing here. So that was huge. Um, we, I think we did a really good job with staffing. Um, you know, there, there were queues at, at certain points, but it was never overwhelming. We have more um, people uh, at the shop who are, are, you know, learning how the float uh, center operates and everything. And so they're, you know, cleaning the rooms, which means we have two people downstairs during a transition, which really helps. So just like the the way it's chugging along is really nice. But, man, I got to say, it just um, we're four years in. I mean, we just celebrated our fourth year anniversary and it just felt like for the first time there was this momentum that was bigger than us and mm-hmm. it felt like, okay, we actually have a brand that people recognize. And, um, a lot of people came in, um, floating, you know, I, I love floating. So I'm giving everybody else gift cards so they can try this because I love it here. Or I, I, I've heard of it. You know, I, I know this person loves floating with you guys and I want to buy gift certificates for you that way. And, um, just the, the way it's growing, the word of mouth and just the us being in Portland as a brand, um, something we've been really striving for since we opened really seems to be settling in. It was uh, awe-inspiring. It was something that I really had to to absorb and take in and something we're incredibly excited about. But it's not like the jump up and down excitement. It's just like this reverence for it, I guess. It's like this really awe of, of where we're at right now. It was really incredible. Um we have a few competitors in Portland, and we saw that deals were going on at this time, some some pretty good discounts, and it was amazing. I was telling Sandra, I was like, I feel no com- compulsion to discount my floats right now to, to compete in any way. I just feel good. Um, the people that want to float with us want to float with us. Like, they get what we're doing, and we get them. Like, we have a nice... Um, we're compatible, you know, it, it, it's so nice that way. And with the, our competitors, they, um, they have people who are, are the exact same way with them and it, and it just absolutely works, but we're finding more and more people who match us and our brand. So, uh, I could, I could, I could keep going, but with, with that feeling, with that sentiment, but 
it feels really good. I'm really excited. And again, just the sheer numbers of it, the revenue and everything is so exciting. We always find that we, we think we're going to make less money um, than our average month in January. We think we're, we're going to see this big downfall. And every month we see that it actually um, is really good. Even though people are coming in with gift cards and everything, for some reason it just works out really well. And, and we have certain things built in. Like if you come in with a gift card, there are incentives to purchase floats and stuff. So, I mean, it's not like it's just completely random. Um, but, uh, we'll see, we'll see how January goes. You know, we're only a few days in, we, we had snow and ice here. So, um, we did close down for a couple days or at least, you know, had partial days, um, based off pretty much based off people canceling. Um, Sandra and I live right next to the shop, so we can always keep it open, which is nice, but, um, it was dangerous for people to get here. So we did, uh, did have a lot of dropouts, but yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, so no, we completely dropped the ball on everything we wanted to implement. <laughs> and that's been a huge lesson for us also is um, first quarter laying out the rest of the year, like really getting a game plan of, of all the promotions and everything we want to do for the rest of the year. So we're not caught up by something in the moment. It's the same thing like when you want to work on a project, but you're working at the front desk of your, of your float center, you're not going to get anything done. Like you want to get that thing done, but a customer walks in, the float, uh, the phone goes off, uh, an employee has a question, like it, it's nonstop. And so we want to take the time to implement these things. Get, so we just have to click a button and kind of the campaign just, just rolls. So that's, that's what we've been talking about. Fantastic. And actually, I think you learned, obviously, another valuable lesson that uh, when you value what you give to your community, um, you, you're seeing that they also value it. And discounts aren't necessary, which I think is a lesson that all of us need to learn, not only in, in this business, but uh, as a massage therapist, of course, the mm. massage industry, I see that as well. Uh, if you don't value what you what you're giving to the community they won't value it either but when you do wow you found you find wow. your people you find amazing people who are numbers. meant to be with you and then competition doesn't matter right um yeah that, that was truly inspired based off you having said something similar in in previous episodes so thank you for that and then lance your inspiration i hope to actually implement Next year, and by the way, we should do this during the summertime too. Something that I've I've learned is that you know everybody's donating during the holidays, but um, that that does kind of run dry um, throughout the year, and so it's always good to, to run a campaign in the summertime too, or I mean any way to get donations uh, during the summertime as well. For sure. Agreed. <sighs> um, let's see here, Amy. Can you elaborate a little bit more on what's going on with uh, Float Nashville? <laughs> um. Honestly, I, I I can't say a whole lot simply <laughs> because we are in uh, in some talks right now. Okay. Um, but I can say we are purchasing our next building. Uh, so we are in the process of purchasing right now. We're getting our closing date set up. And we are on the edge of seeing things fall into place. This has been a, a difficult, <laughs> difficult process. There's been everything that can go wrong has gone wrong at least <laughs> twice. Uh, at but least twice, <laughs> at least twice. And I wish I were joking about that. Uh, but that's just part of it. And you just pick up and you keep going and you try to make the best decisions you can at the time and try to keep your chin up and not get too down. Uh, but, uh, we are just going to assume that 2016, we're going to get done what we, what we have planned. And yeah, we're hopefully in the next month, I'll be able to say a little bit more, but we just got to okay. get, got to get this building uh, taken care of and then. Then I can announce a little bit more. I said I wanted to pry, but I definitely can. <laughs> I can respect that. Um, can you tell me though why you're expanding? Like, what's your motivations yeah. for that? 
So the reason we're expanding, and, and at first I, I admit I struggled a little bit. We are only two years old, and it's not because we are wow. making so much money, uh, but we are very limited. We have 1,100 mm-hmm. square feet. Mm-hmm. We have three float tank rooms. We cannot grow anymore, mm-hmm. and it has. We, we've gotten to the point where we're filled not the majority of the time, we're certainly not filled 100%, but we're getting very close to the point where we have to grow. There's only so much more growth that we can do in our current location. Mm-hmm. So in order to continue to create income streams and to expand, this is really the best option sure. for us at this time. Um, there are some concerns doing it this this young or this uh, early in the game, but two um, years, yeah, wowza. Trust me, there's some <laughs> there's some concerns there, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, growth may be a little smaller in the le- next location. But uh, we mm. we really feel that we just can't do a whole lot more, and we're we find ourselves more and more hitting our heads up against sure. a wall. Sure. And also, uh, there's regulations. We are dealing with regulations, and it's difficult to uh, to. Um, you know, to, to make those happen in our current location as well. So there's concerns there mm. as things come down the pipe. Yeah, if you're having numerous problems like that, and some of my business coaches pointed out, if there's multiple problems going on, you need to find the one thing that if you change, it will fix most of your problems. Mm. And something that with space is something that causes a lot of problems if it's limited. So changing that could fix a lot of problems, which makes a lot more things come easier. So congratulations to you, Amy. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I, uh, I fully support your decision. <laughs> Even at a young age, I'd love to do it. <laughs> Thank nice. you. That means a lot. I appreciate it. Because it's been, it has been nerve-wracking. It's awesome. And let me tell y'all, this, the best <laughs> thing about being with y'all every single week, and not w- only with you, but with the people who I talk to in between who, are, who have li- been listening, um, is it so nice to be in this uh, together because a lot of times you feel alone when you're making these decisions mm. and our industry is young there's not a whole lot of things to compare growth to and you wonder if you're failing or doing okay <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so this is really uh, this has really been such a great support for myself and uh, I know for several other people who I've spoken to as well so nice thank you all wahoo mm-hmm. wahoo I celebrate everyone's successes I think Amen. it's all good yeah, yeah. that's right Absolutely. Um, Gosh, a whole bunch of stuff came up for me while you were describing all of that. One question I have for you, if you don't mind, is I'm I'm just curious if some of your motivation, and this is definitely like based off my own thinking of of ever having another location. It's like starting from scratch, like how much I've learned, how awesome it would be to just start from the ground up and create a business um, Mm -hmm. now that you've you've created 1.0. Does that motivate you as well? Yes, it does. Um, that's one thing we've noticed when we look at our numbers, when we look at our books from year one to year two, mm-hmm. we learned so much and we've streamlined our systems. Not They're not perfect by any means. In fact, um, one thing we did do over Christmas, we promoted one of our employees to manager, full-time manager. Nice. Um, and the purpose for that was to uh, get her to run the day-to-day activities mm-hmm. so that I could focus more on really refining the systems, getting a training system in place, and so that when we move into the next location, we will hopefully, hopefully avoid a lot of the mistakes we made. And we made a lot of mistakes <laughs> the first times around. Yeah. We really did. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> That's why we're here, right? 
I, I'm pretty yeah. sure all three of us have made a thousand mistakes in starting our businesses. <laughs> so we can yeah, just so reduce that to 900 mistakes opening <laughs> your business. And, you know, there will be there will be issues mm-hmm. and problems and mistakes. But um, but, yeah, there is some excitement in creating something new that. Well, you know, it's it's the new shiny thing. Yeah, totally. Uh, and totally. we're able to implement things that will make our lives easier. And, of course, now I have a manager at the first location who gets stuck with all the not-so-fun things. Like, like for example, one of our pumps is behind a <laughs> wall. Um, and you have to get back there, of course, to change the filter. Yeah, well, my booty is a little wide. <laughs> um, and I have gotten s- stuck. <laughs> I'm not laughing. Something else oh, happened. Oh, you are. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. Unrelated. I laughed. I laughed. I'm like, oh god, somebody get some butter. <laughs> get me out of here. Um, you know, but you know, things like that. Um, and the funny thing is, we built that, and Mark said, "Oh, it'll be fine." I'm, right. you know, I'm the only one who goes back there. Sure, you are, Mark. That's hilarious. Great. Yeah, Fantastic. for now. Oh, you know, That's some nice short-term things. thinking. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Sweet. Uh, Lance, do you have any any changes going on at your shop? Uh, yeah, quite a bit happened. <laughs> so I know you did a big big cleaning. You were talking about that uh, yeah. over the holidays. The cleaning the cleaning was good. It was nice to just silicone seal everything up. Mm. That's something we've learned. You know, our tank we had Oasis tank. It came and none of our weather stripping was sealed. And we've learned that uh, when you silicone stuff, it is a lot easier to clean mm. and it's a lot more cosmetically appealing when there's not salt growing from everywhere. Uh, growing. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was nice to take the time to do that. Cool. Um, but yeah, we really, um, we do have a lot of excess space that is undeveloped. So we sort of set a vision and a plan to get that developed and uh, sort of increase some of the traffic in our building. So we're excited to get that moving forward. Um, what kind of ideas do you have? Do so you, are you okay sharing? Oh yeah, certainly. Sweet. So we Let's have um, we are going to be doing a community space. Um, that's something that we can lease out, um, oh, or not okay. lease out, sort of rent out uh-huh. by the hour, mm. by the day, by the week, um, whatever. So um, we'll, we're hopefully seeing all types of people, all walks of life coming in there using our space, and we're going to take um, some of the feel we've uh, built in our lobby and I guess our business in general and sort of um, transition that into the community space because a, a lot of people just love being in our space mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Um, awesome. i'm really excited to do a community space and get so. some programs and some um a lot of things that will mm-hmm. essentially just help um help with you know that is tied to floating so stuff we're mm-hmm. running in our group class will hopefully um help you go deeper and get more out of your float and you know vice versa so we're doing that uh, hopefully we're doing two therapist rooms so we can um get a couple therapists in there whether it's Wait massage a minute. or this is starting to sound very familiar Lance. <laughs> uh, yeah 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 sorry right um, now how long have yeah. you how long have you been open uh, about just over a year and a half year and a half i believe man you guys i just can't believe where you're at with your businesses right now that is well, blowing we're, my mind we're only running two tanks okay. so our third tank is almost it's coming mm-hmm. and then um we were sort of set up to do five tanks, but we decided that I think that's a little too much for our city of 100,000 oh, people. Interesting. I think um, four tanks will w- where we will be sitting happily. So um, where we would originally built tank number five, we're actually turning that into a giant sauna, Dude. which is um, I'm very excited for that because I'm a big <sighs> fan of um, hot tubs and saunas. Mm-hmm. And um, in my city, 
The only place to go is public pools. You're kidding so me. So you, you pay your $6, and um, you're sort of going in this shared... <laughs> Um, unsan- I don't know if it's unsanitary, <laughs> but I know they don't hold the standards that I would hold sure. at my facility. So, and, wow. um, that's also a place of conversation for, for like-minded adults, which I feel is often missing in our society. It's hard to find that, that conversation without, you know, it's, it's not as, as familiar as it used to be. So we sort of want to create a grounds for conversation and a place where like-minded people can de-stress, clear their minds. So um, cool. I, I'm, um, with the weather... I'm shocked there aren't more hot tubs, saunas, that kind of thing. Well, there's a lot of, like, steam rooms. Okay. Um, but a lot of those are sort of targeted to couples, and I don't like steam. I like sauna. Yeah. I like the smell of cedar. I like the yeah. heat. I like the dry. Um, so that's, yeah, I know a couple gyms have them, but, okay. again, that's a gym membership. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, this. Yeah. So um, we're hoping that as we grow as the float shack, we sort of transition into a place where you can spend a whole day. So if you yeah. have a float in the morning and a massage in the afternoon, there's a yoga class at three or a meditation or anything like that, you can transition into the sauna in between. Um, hopefully we're going to have some food and refreshments up front. Nice. So you can, you know, grab a snack, grab a lunch, you know, go to yoga, get a float, get a massage, you know, whatever we feel to offer. You can spend a whole day. You can throw on a house coat, some slippers, some pants, and just forget about the outside world you're... It's a day for you. Did so. you say house coat? <clears throat> yeah. What, what, is a, house what is a house coat? A robe. A ro- oh, okay. Got it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> robe, robe. I guess that's the proper name for it. So I'm, I'm curious about something, which is I, I have always thought it would be awesome to have a sauna at the float shop. Um, but I always get a little bit up in my head about the, do I need one for men, one for women, what clothing optional, all this stuff. I mean, it's Portland, but the float shop is such a safe place. And I, how do you, how are you addressing any of those things? Have you considered these things? We're hoping, well, it is going to be a unisex sauna. We're not really okay. going to be dividing that up, but, um, there is going to be clothing mandatory, whether you decide to bring shorts or a bathing mm-hmm. suit, or, um, you just put on your robe. Mm-hmm. or your house code, as us Canadians call it. Okay. And you, um, you know, have a space in there so you can do that. And we can offer some extra towels or yoga mats or something else that they can take in there. Okay. Um, but it's still in the works, and we probably won't see that sauna for a while, but sure. it's been drafted on paper. We got space for it. It's in our... Um, so cool. It's now being manifested, mm-hmm. hopefully, to this physical world. So, um, yeah, our vision has changed a bit from our original business plan. Um, but the center yeah, of everything of is still floating and everything we want to see in our Senate is going to be centered around floating and other things you can do to make your float the best you can be, whether that's, you know, helping you recover, helping you discover yourself or helping you grow. So, um, we're very excited, but, uh, with our sort of bootstrapping, oh, do yeah. everything ourselves, yeah. swing the hammer <laughs> way of, uh, doing it, it sort of takes a bit longer, so understood uh, that a lot I of pride but mm-hmm. a lot of time so uh, but yeah things have definitely uh took a turn for us and the holiday season was nice just to spend a week strictly working on the center not really facilitating floats and being dead cool. quiet so nice that's yeah. nice 2016 Woo. wahoo Woo-hoo. 2016 is looking awesome um i'm so excited everybody had such successful and meaningful holidays that's awesome i'm so happy uh, i definitely think this show is a place for people to share their wins and, and their losses and mistakes and hard times, but I'm so glad that it was such a positive time for everybody. That's wonderful. 
Um, you, you know, I wonder yeah. if it has to do, if I could interject this real quick. Right before Christmas time, there was a lot in major media mm-hmm. uh, about floating. And, I mean, we're talking ESPN, Sports Illustrated, right, Time right. Magazine, Men's Journal, Good Housekeeping, Harper's Bazaar. Um, everyone I talked to, and, and okay, everyone, I, I talked to two other float centers, uh, <laughs> and both of them had a like a record year. And I, I said 36, and actually I got those numbers confused. I actually was 63, up 63% in gift certificates this year. Uh, and they were up, uh, similarly, uh, had a fantastic year. Uh, so I'm those those articles I think might have been well timed and perhaps had a that could uh, ha- helped everybody. I hope it helped you're everybody. Taking, you're taking the wind out of my sails a little bit here. Oh, I'm feeling oh, about oh. our branding and everything is really taking off. People are finding us. No, uh, well, four but, years uh, is good, but but uh, I, I yeah that couldn't have been better <laughs> timed, right? I mean, but was your growth um, ex? Uh, uh, let me put it this way. Let me think about this for a second. So was your growth in sales this year, uh, was that so, was it higher? Was your um, oh, amount yeah. of growth higher than usual? Um, oh, interesting. Or was it consistent? Uh, like if I look at my first, we opened the last quarter of the of our first year. Uh, and when I look at sales uh, from the first year, second year, we had gone up, you know, 30%. But mm. we doubled how much we went up this year. And it, it just I don't, I don't think away. ours was that drastic. Um, okay. It feels... I don't know if you use the term like organic, um, mm-hmm. but but uh, I didn't mean to say that too seriously, though, by the way. Um, <laughs> I, I think those well, things, I'm sure those things influenced our sales. And just, again, just kind of like the overall awareness throughout the industry. I think it's a great thing that these articles are coming out. But to more specifically answer your question, I, I don't have an answer for you because I haven't looked at my numbers that specifically. I know you're okay. you comb through your numbers and you're on oh, top I of know, it. I'm obsessed. But, uh, we, it's really I haven't bad. been. Uh, but I, I found it interesting, and I think it probably applies more to someone younger in a, in a space that's one or two years than someone who has been mm. established. But I just saw such a huge leap this year. It just shocked shocked the crap out of me, I'll be <laughs> honest. Oh, great, great. <laughs> and, and for some other newer people, too. Uh, no one that's been in business as long as you have, Dylan, mm. for sure. Uh, but uh, I, hope, I hope it benefited everybody. I hope everybody had a fantastic Christmas season. Lance, did you feel like that influenced your business? Yeah, for sure. Well, I think as 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 per se as young as the industry is, mm-hmm. young as the industry right. is, right? It's kind of like this um, rebirth kind of. Yes, yeah, sort of. Every year, there's there's thousands of people learning about floating. Yeah. So we have to incorporate the natural growth of the flotation industry into all this. But definitely, when you have places like Time and you know ESPN putting out articles, that's huge. That's hitting a a large demographic of people that are you know they should be floating so it's right it's um every article that comes out helps the industry in whole most so, most articles um, i'm sure you've done a great <laughs> job and you've got your brand out there and that's really helping too but there's there's a lot yeah, yeah, totally. at this early stage in the industry and and i think this trend uh, sorry i don't want to call it a gr- trend this um this path that the industry is taking mm-hmm. um i hope to see it you know still climbing is, trend um, is a bit of a has a bit of a trigger to it, but I think Don't trend like is, that is an appropriate. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I'll stay away from that. Then. <laughs> well, just like that that article that recently came out, where the the health trends of 2016, mm-hmm. just that trend word. It's just like, no, it's not a trend. It's not going anywhere. It's staying. It's but something can trend for an extended period of time, right? Nothing's, everything is finite. As someone who's been dealing with bankers who are looking uh, at your industry mm-hmm. and they say, well, you know, it could be just be a trend. trend. Yeah. I, so you, yeah. when you hear the I word trend, like you think fad. 
or that's well, how they it's hear been it. a very negative mm-hmm. ish, uh, negative word for for my cause for sure all right i still wear my acid wash jeans i don't know about you guys <laughs> this is no <laughs> trend this is no fad Blackberries were pretty trendy for a while. <laughs> right. <laughs> Whatever. Um, mm. But yeah, I think I think things are. Uh, I think that influenced. <laughs> it looks like everybody in the industry's <laughs> sales. Um, do you think this is a flash in the pan? Do you think we've hit the peak of the media blitz on on these things? Do you think it's going to continue happening? Um, I spoke with somebody who was doing. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, writes articles for for different kind of cooler cooler magazines and online magazines and I don't want to give out names of, of what they are but um, this person did say that uh, you know if it's been in time you know we're not going to cover it that's that's passe at this point and so I'm curious if kind of like that kind of underground cool uh, research going on into it um, isn't going to continue because it's been in these big name brand things. Oh sure, it's it's and the industry's changing. You know, we have two ma- we have two chains now, and more people are branching out. Uh, but that's I think that's part of natural growth of an industry. I, I still see us as being in the early stages. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just now taking the next step, next step up, um, for better or for worse. I don't know. I'm not making judgments on that, oh, but sure. uh, I still think we have a lot of growth to do. Okay. I'm seeing natural s- stages to growth of any industry. I'd, I'd be curious, like, um, in the, the previous float tank growth, I'm, I'm curious what things, I mean, we always talk about the AIDS scare as being what kind of shut it down. Sometimes I'm curious if that's a bit of a scapegoat, and I'm curious if there are other things that um, helped with the decline of it. And um, sometimes I'm curious if it was the, the psychedelics and its um, pairing with psychedelics or the fact that uh, not that you would necessarily take psychedelics and float tanks not to also disregard that but also to say just that you can have a psychedelic like experience in a float tank and that trend or that fad kind of kind of fading away um and it's just i I don't have any answers you know i just have Mm -hmm. questions and thoughts on it i do like the fact that we have research going on at liber that's going to you know, give us more sturdy answers for, for what's actually happening and the benefits that happen in the float tank. Um, I hope that benefits uh, the industry. I think, I think there's a lot more than just the sort of aid scare, but even how the, the float industry was branded. It wasn't branded as a float industry. It was branded as a sensory deprivation ah. chamber, <laughs> you know. Right. And it was always the altered <laughs> states, the, you know... CIA experiments and the MK Ultra mm-hmm. and all these these mm-hmm. weird things that were happening. I think there's a lot to the the die off of the 80s, but we've got a lot more science now. We have a lot more support, and we have a lot more people that are willing to get educated on what they're doing. So I hope to see the growth continue. That does seem to be so strong. Is the the fact that uh, pe- people seem to want to hold themselves to a standard? Like we've talked about dirty tank float water or dirty float tank water. And that that's potentially too common because it's the fact that it's brought up um, by media at all. But I feel like you're right. Like people care. People care about the research. They want to be educated. Um, our own numbers from the Float Podcast, the the Liber episode where we we um, have an interview with Colleen Wolrab, is the number one listened to episode that we have. And that means that people do prioritize that information. People are curious and they want to be able to talk to their clients, uh, their customers about what's what's going on in the industry. And and they want to be prepared. You know, they want to want to have this. So, uh, good point. I think one of the the 
I think the largest part of, of the growth in the industry now is the rise of the internet through the 70s, 80s, 60s, and the flotation. You, you had to learn about floating through lectures, through books, through, you know, weird abstracts and papers that, mm-hmm. you know, you have to really work to find. But now you can, you can film a 15-second video and, and share <laughs> right. it to thousands of people in seconds. So totally. the power of the internet is really That's helping the industry grow to the next mm-hmm. level. So... Um, it, it's such a powerful tool. Yeah. Thank you, Internet. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Would you agree with that, Emma? Do you have anything to add to yeah, that? Yeah, I, um, I would totally agree. And, and I find it interesting that the people who, you know, like I think both of you do, we get a lot of people who call who just who are interested in starting a float mm-hmm. center and just are on a, on a task. They're there to gather information. And the people that are talking to us and the people we're talking to are so concerned about doing it right they're asking really fantastic questions and the caliber of people uh, are getting better every Mm. uh, every time Mm -hmm. and that's exciting to me that's something I can really cheer on and and get excited about it's people who are who are driving hours and hours to go float at different places to to learn what they can and I think that is going to serve us all I think I think that also makes me think of uh, people within the industry are inspired. We have people who I think of like uh, Float Geek. He has some really interesting ideas on how float tanks can be implemented with technology. And just people are experimenting with the idea of VR in a float tank or just uh, with bio- uh, binaural beats are something that people are considering. But um, just um, different uh, where people have interest uh, or expertise, applying that to the, to the float tanks could really just that people want to apply it to a float tank is a good sign, you know, that it has that kind of energy going into it is really cool. So, and I think, I think the world is ready for float Uh tanks. Like I think they weren't ready when when it first came out and the growth of it, society wasn't ready for it. But now (laughs) we're so deep into our technology and we're so lost in, in these almost alternate worlds staring at our TV and our screens where we don't, I should I should shouldn't speak for everyone, but a lot of people don't slow down enough oh, and yeah. take time to reflect on the inside world, our internal library that we're constantly building. We don't look at, we don't yeah. take time. So uh, now I think society needs it more than ever, and they're ready for it. They're cool. ready to slow down and just be to themselves. You know, and we're at more yeah. of a saturation point than ever before too with technology. Not to say that we're done, but my God. Um, I hate how much I check my phone. You know, I have to turn those notifications off. Not in the float tank. Yeah, not in the float <laughs> tank. That's right. Absolutely. That's right. Um, I, I this kind of leads me to the to the podcast, and I want to talk about the podcast. But if I can just segue real quick back to the some float shop numbers, I want to share just a few few little things here. Um, a lot of times people ask like busier days of the week and busier times of the day, all that kind of stuff. Um, and maybe I, I could share this on another episode that it would make more sense, but just in case for anybody who's out there, if I can just rattle off a few numbers, um, I want to, we, we had a company meeting an employee meeting the other day and I shared these numbers and I think they're kind of interesting. So would you guys like to hear about our busiest days, times and, Um, absolutely let me know if these kind of pair up to what you guys experience or not um they are percentages so it might be a little hard to track at first but you can always hit that rewind button or write it down if you want to but um the first thing i'll note is that we're closed on tuesdays 
The second thing I'll note is that we rounded up or down. I, for this one in particular, I'm rounding up or down for percentage points, just for clarity. Um, so the total may not equal 100% um, at the end. Um, so how busy we are during the week fluctuates. I'll start with Monday. Uh, we start uh, at 17, 17%. We're closed Tuesdays. Wednesdays are 15%. Thursdays, 15%. Fridays, 17.5%. Saturdays, 18%. And Sundays, 18%. Um, so what I see right there is that there's a really big increase Friday through Sunday. There, there's just a big increase. Mm -hmm. um, and although I didn't have these numbers ready for you uh, previously, Mondays were actually uh, much uh, less common for people to come in on and that's actually grown quite a bit this year where it's it's actually a standout over wednesday and thursday wednesdays being our, our least visited day does that sound familiar to you guys yeah it does actually okay. uh, lines up pretty well with us now we just started opening mondays and we're only mm. open from 5 to 11 p.m okay. uh, but ever since we've opened we've been pretty much completely booked during now that's only nine floats but that's uh, we've been pretty much completely booked but our weekends friday saturday sunday we're almost always completely booked on those days mm -hmm. cool uh saturday's always is by is by a slight margin our larger mm. day uh, fridays and then sundays and uh thursdays would be next at 18 percent, and then tuesdays and wednesdays are pretty much the same about 12 percent. oh those is that are right okay popular days got it yeah does that feel about right for you lance Yes, yes, pretty yeah. close. Wednesdays are, <coughs> excuse me, Wednesdays are our slowest as well. That's something I can really relate with. And uh, we're closed Mondays, so we just oh, wow. sort of switch sort of our Mondays and Tuesdays around. And, yeah, I can relate to that quite a bit. Got it. Um, another uh, question people have, and I, I, I wish I... Um, wish I was open more hours out of the day so I could give more information here. But based off the hours that we have, we open at 8, we close at 10, which means we have floats from 8, you know, we float on even hours, 8 a.m. through 8 p.m. Um, 8 a.m., we have 10% of our floaters. That's our, our lowest turnout. Uh, 10 a.m., we have 14%. Noon, 15. 2 o'clock, 15. 4 o'clock, 15. 6 o'clock, 15. And 8 o'clock, 14%. So uh, we have a, a, you know, noticeable smaller time at 8 a.m., negligible at um, 10 a.m. and uh, 8 p.m. But, uh noon on it's it's pretty strong really it's just that early morning that 8 a.m float just seems to be a little early for people um do you guys find that um i will say i, I don't have those exact numbers sure, uh, sure. but I, I do know for sure that our evenings are definitely the most the busiest um, we have days of the week where mornings uh, like for example uh thursdays fridays are 9 8 we, we do everything on the odd hour okay. by the way mm -hmm. are 9 a.m.s, 11 a.m.s are usually pretty booked, uh, but not so much on uh, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Okay. But it does get busier. Like, ew, after noon, 1 o'clock, 3 yeah. o'clock, 5, 7, and 9 are usually pretty slammed. Got it. Uh, yeah, we're actually, um, we're, I guess now it's switched. Um, we're switching our hours. We were on the evens. So we were starting at 8 a.m. and going to 10 p.m. Um, now we're switching to odds, like Amy. So, um, because... I can relate. Our evening appointments book up the most. When we're running even hours, um, people are done work anywhere at 4.30, 5 o'clock, 4 p.m. Um, but if they're done at 4, they can't catch a float until 6 p.m. Mm -hmm. And we're limited to basically after work hours, we're limited to 6 p.m. and 8 p.m. Mm -hmm. So during our busiest time, we're only running basically two floats per tank. 
um, switching to the odd hours, that gives us five, seven, and nine. Mm-hmm. So we're running three floats per tank on our optimum or our busiest hours. So um, we're open an hour later. We're opening an hour later. Mm-hmm. Um, it sort of works out hopefully for the good so we're trying it out right now we're we're sort of transitioning still because by the time we change our schedule we had people booked in on the even mm-hmm. now when people call they're booking in the odds so it's um oh, it's funny. sort of a it's sort of a funny time right now but um i think people take on to it quite well cool that, that's really interesting and honestly the only reason we're on even hours is because float on were uh, existed before us and they were on odd hours we were like well i guess we should do evens <laughs> like that there was no consideration into it which i kind of regret at this point um and i like your guys's reasoning or lance in particular that that makes a lot of sense do either of you have late night hours by chance i i'm not sure i know that about y'all um we used to do friday night like floating floyd you know we'd play some music for late night floats um but um we had an employee who was inspired with that and when she left we sort of dropped that Let's no, we we don't offer late night floats. Um, I've thought of it, um, but I don't think we're we're ready on a staff level yet yeah. to be doing that. And I think I want to be doing it because I often <laughs> see the coolest people on like Friday and Saturday <laughs> nights at the late hours, yeah. and they often don't want to leave. So, That's so true. Um, I'd love to just open our space up sort of as a community space for late hours where you mm-hmm. get float people coming in and doing extended floats and stuff like that on the weekends and stuff. But as of right now, no. You know, I'd love to have feedback from people who do run late floats or overnight floats or something. We do 11 p.m. on Fridays and Saturdays. We are actually phasing them out mm. uh, in February. Were they overnight? Were they two and a half hours? No, two, two and a half hours. Oh, wow. Two and a half hours. Okay. So and I don't I don't know how you justify paying somebody for that time unless you're charging extra. Ding, ding, ding. And then is there the demand for it to happen in the first place? Yeah, we our math doesn't add up whenever we look at doing something like that. And that's what it was, is we had the demand. We have the demand. They're constantly full. Cool. Uh, the issue has been uh, it's included in the membership. So the and uh, there is a charge for it uh, outside of the membership, but there's not with the membership. Mm-hmm. And so they're paying the least amount of money. And when I looked back and I, I looked to see how many people were paying full price, <laughs> Uh, I think I could count them on my two hands okay. over the last year. Uh, so from a financial standpoint, it just did not make sense. And, and it, it was a, it's tough to get employees on a weekend <laughs> yeah, to totally. stay till 2 a.m. Or, or later. So true. Uh, so uh, we are, we are still allowing our members to float two and a half hours on Fridays and Saturdays, but we are knocking them back till 9 p.m. So, uh, and uh, we'll see how that goes. Because there's a demand. They're constantly, constantly booked. While we're talking about all our kind of stats and stuff and how we run things, and we're also talking about the holidays, um, do you, were you guys open on Thanksgiving, the day before? Um, how do you guys approach the holidays and staffing and all of that? Well, we are open the day before. Uh, we take off Black Friday because we find <laughs> it just doesn't... Obnoxious? We <laughs> it, it's just not... Uh, which is not our style. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't. I don't have any issues with it. Sure. Um, <laughs> but uh, not our thing. And we did open till we stayed open till five p.m. Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Uh, we opened the day after Christmas, late hours, later hours, uh, and we were closed New Year's Day. We were only open till five New Year's Eve. Uh, so uh, there are some holidays where I, I we could have totally opened on Thanksgiving in the afternoon and booked mm-hmm. the at least the five, seven, and nine, no problem. I don't know if that's a bigger city thing or 
I have no idea. Uh, yeah. But we probably won't just because I want my uh, my peeps to be able to be with their families. Yeah. And uh, to answer or my rest. own question is we found that there were um, employees who don't have families here. You know, they're, they're in Portland. A lot of people, <laughs> very few people grew up here in Portland. And so um, their families aren't here. And so um, it's actually nice to be able to go into work, particularly on. So we were closed Christmas, but we were open on Thanksgiving and I think the day before and Christmas Eve and all of that. And um, our staffing was just based off of do our employees want to be here or not? And, mm. and it ended up working out to be open quite a bit. Lance, how about you? We've sort of experimented with um, <clears throat> staying open for the stat holidays, but we've come to found that they're they're pretty dead days. Hmm. Um, our Thanksgiving was in October. I think we closed for it. Um, Black Friday we closed for because we all Canadians spend the whole day watching um, Americans shop. So <laughs> I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yes. No, Black Friday we were open. Uh, yeah, there, but yeah. I think we're going to start closing for. Uh, stat holidays because they are just dead times for us hmm. um a lot of people like their holidays yeah it's true um but but i gotta say and maybe it is a big city thing we we will book up though um we we will book up i think well, we're sort of we're sort of opposite mm-hmm. i think we're slow like what's you know if we're paying someone double time or time and a half uh-huh. um we're yeah we're just we don't, don't book up on holidays Got it. So it's interesting that maybe it is a big city thing, or and I think it depends on the holidays, the party holidays, like Memorial, like Memorial Day when everybody's doing weddings and family reunions. Oh, screw it, it's we're closed. Uh, There's it's dead. Fourth of July, dead. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, But Labor Day, Labor Day is fantastic. Labor Day is booked from here to forever. See, that's funny. Um, We're the opposite of Labor Day. Interesting. Everybody's mm. out. Everybody's going out onto their boats and everything. Nobody's mm. in, in Portland. It, so it feels. I want to talk about the podcast and what we're doing in this year and the podcast and everything. But first, I just want to share one more quick stat, Amy. Um, oh, <laughs> here you, it comes. You, you had talked about uh, the open float tank. And this was a few episodes back. and just I remember. Oh, you do? Okay. Well, just in case the listeners don't remember. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Recap. And, and uh, basically, and, you know, we're in different industries. Like, nothing we're going to talk about is 100% applicable to it. I mean, we just talked about the difference between Lance's holidays and our holidays, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you, uh, and not just the fact you celebrate different <laughs> holidays in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> funny, yeah. Sorry, I'm still laughing at the Black Friday thing. I, I do apologize. I'm glad you found that so <laughs> I just funny, see Lance. Some, I, see some very <laughs> I see some crazy videos. I see some crazy videos. It's a sport. I get it. It is. It is. <laughs> It's so funny. I don't know if it's just the part of Portland I'm in or what, but I don't see any of that. It's just so not like that here. I think I think people focus on that and blow it up on <laughs> yeah YouTube and all that. That's what the, that's what the media is good for. Right? I guess is blowing that's up right. the useless information. <laughs> Easy, Lance. This isn't a political episode. All right. <clears throat> Sorry. Later this year. Um, basically, Amy, you were talking about open float tanks and how um, they they don't do as well in your space. Is that is that a safe? That that's true, okay. and I, I did actually get my percentages. Um, Ooh, so yes, it is okay. it is true. What are your percentages? So interestingly enough, I did not come armed with this information last time. Um, <laughs> we have three tanks, and that's okay. The, the escape pod, we have an escape pod, an oasis, and the open mm-hmm. tank. Our oasis is booked thirty five percent of the time. Our escape pod thirty four percent. Our open tank is thirty one percent. Okay, got so it. Not as big as I thought. Yeah, yeah. 
when we first opened with our tank, our percentages, again, I was looking back at previous numbers, was more similar to yours there, uh, more even between two of them and then the open tank being less. Um, what I personally found was that people wanted the real deal. And if you can't see me right now, which nobody can, I'm doing quotes in the air. <laughs> they want the real deal float tank. And that means a lid to it because when they heard Joe Rogan talking about it or they saw Joe Rogan's float tank, there's a lid to it. And so there's just this kind of in the ether, that's what a float tank is. Um, and so I felt like, oh my God, we need to put a lid on this thing because people aren't floating in it. But then this word of mouth seemed to creep out where people w who wouldn't have floated in the first place uh, heard about the open float tank. Or we talked to clients on the phone, you know, claustrophobia comes up so frequently. And so mm -hmm. we can say, great, we have an answer for you. At no reduction in quality of your float, you can float in this open float tank. Um, and admittedly, that's not the Joe Rogan listener. That is, uh, I don't know who, how to define that person, but it's not the, the Joe Rogan listener, in my opinion, or my experience, I guess I should say, or my uh, my view of, of how we do things at the shop is that they mm -hmm. know what they want. They want the flotarium. They want the tranquility done. You're not going to convince them otherwise. That's great. We have those float yeah. tanks. It's awesome. And it's awesome. We also have the open float tank for other people. So our current numbers... Um, Tranquility is at 33.92%, Floatarium is at 34.34%, and our Infinity float tank is at 33.44%. So they are all very equal to each other. Um, and part of that is also just that we're getting closer and closer to being maxed out with our floats. And mm -hmm. so they're all just going to kind of hit a, a threshold, and they'll, they'll just kind of naturally be inequality. But there certain isn't enough... A negative negativity towards the open float tank that that would have a drop and people would say no to it so if if the other two are booked up even if that's what they prefer prefer they're definitely willing to go to infinity float tank as well so i just wanted to share that because i love our open <laughs> tank i think it's great for our business in a financial sense i love that it, people have these different options i love it so I have been thinking about that podcast since it <laughs> happened. Um, so I do want to bring up something very interesting, uh, which is actually good. It probably proves your point even more so. Oh, good. Um, so I've been listening those. to, I know you do. <laughs> uh, I've been listening to our employees and uh, on the phone as they're describing uh, the tanks yes. to people. So yes. like you, we do have people who call who want the, and I'm doing the air quotes too, the real tank. Right. Um, but I noticed that our employees were describing the float tank as, well, you know, the, the, we have the open tank, and it's really great for someone who mm -hmm. doesn't have great mobility, and, <laughs> you know, and I'm going, and I'm hearing this over and over and over again. They, they kind of picked up a script from each other uh -huh, or something, uh -huh. and I noticed that they were describing it all for, for someone who might have some disability right. of some sort, um, and I realized that it might be a script issue. Yes. Uh, so we are rewriting some <laughs> scripts. Yes. Cool. Uh, and so we might see a big change. It'll be interesting to see if we see a big change over the next six months. But we, you do have to be so careful what you say because mm -hmm. people's percepti perceptions. I'm not saying you as in as in you, Dylan, but uh, yeah. I'm, I learned a lesson that we have to be so careful about what we say because we really do influence people's decisions. Uh, and we are doing a little bit more education on, yes, all the float tanks are going to get the same experience no matter which mm -hmm. tank you're in. Uh, that's, that's a challenge as well for us. But, um, but yeah, we're going to be making some changes. So a year from now, I might be able to say 33, 33, 33. Yes, well, right. 33, 33, 34. So, uh, yeah, uh, I'll take that. 
<laughs> Thanks for that correction. Um, I love that. I, I love that. Not not just because it means that I'm right, which you're feels right. so good. But I completely agree. I think it's completely in how you're talking to your client. And I think it's completely how you're selling it. Even if it's not a sale, like you already have somebody who's going to come into your float. But then technically speaking, when you're describing them, you are selling something. Um, and how you deliver that to them is uh, going to influence whether they want to be in there or not. So I'm so happy you find that. <laughs> <laughs> let me get, let me mark this in my calendar as a red letter day for you, Dylan. Thank you. Just patting myself on the back. Mm-hmm. So do you think there'd be able to be a sort of a balance between an open and float open and closed float tank if you went with the float room? Yeah, that's a good, that's a really good question. I, I think float room, um, is it float spa? Who, who does ocean rooms? Uh, there are a few companies that do the ones that with the ceilings really high up. Mm-hmm. I think that's absolutely a nice step in between. I think anything that you're doing to modify the Again, I'm doing quotes here, quote unquote, coffin experience, the more that you're doing to allow more people to feel safe and comfortable in your environment. Mm -hmm. When you do that, you're potentially excluding somebody else by all means. But yeah, if you do an ocean float room or, you know, something with a high up lid, I think you are excluding fewer people than you are including in in reducing that sense of claustrophobia. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. And I do think one of the advantages uh, of having a a few different tanks is you know one of the yeah. fun things is going to different flow centers and floating in different tanks mm-hmm. i have been in every one of your tanks dylan and i made a point to make sure i got everyone booked every time i've been out in portland uh, <laughs> and i enjoy going to float on and trying their different tanks and i'm really excited because i'm going to be visiting uh still i think it's still point in uh, ash uh Asheville, north carolina and they oh. have a float lab I'm going to have oh, to try cool. Float Lab wow, this year. Sweet. Uh, so, you know, and there's a place in Atlanta. I'm going to go try another float tank. So I'm nice. very, very excited uh, to to, uh, to try these out. Cool. That's part of the fun. Do you ever find difficulty in describing three different styles of float tanks? Like, well, because our, we have the Oasis and we have an Oasis and an Escape Pod, uh-huh. and they are extraordinarily similar okay. in uh, their different materials. Sure, uh, but for the customer but, perspective. But for the customer, they're eight feet long, right. one's four feet wide, one's three feet ten inches wide, but it's, it. they look very similar to people who don't know Got it. the difference. So That makes sense. Uh, so that's, so it's, we call them a traditional float experience because that's ah. what you, people are used to seeing. <laughs> you know, they... <laughs> So that kind of helps people understand a little if bit. If you just came back from Burning Man, you're going to love this open flow tank. <laughs> Completely non-traditional. Sweet. Um, I've been loving doing this podcast. I got to say the feedback has been wonderful. I did not expect to get such positive feedback from the float community, but I think we're doing something right or at least good or at least <laughs> heading in the right direction. Um, because the the feedback has been really wonderful. Me Have you too. guys been receiving that on, on your guys' side? Yeah. Actually, I just got a call this week from a gentleman here in the Smoky Mountains. Okay. So he has been listening to the podcast and is looking to start a float center. He's doing his research right now. He's, nice. he's doing it right. Cool. Uh, and we've had so much fun. We've had some great um, back and forth on... Uh, on email and hopefully he's coming to float here soon and cool. i'm really enjoying it he had lots of good things to say and it's really been fun nice. from my standpoint as well what's uh what's his name his name is joey joey hey joey joey and gatlinburg <laughs> nice. sweet well, yeah, it's, yeah it's it's been awesome i've got lots of emails and just 
chatting with people all over and it's 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 great to actually uh be able to do that and help people answer their questions and show yeah. everyone that they're not in this alone like totally. we've all gone through some of the same struggles so how long do you usually stay on the it. phone with somebody who's <clears throat> calling with some questions that depends how interesting they are. <laughs> <laughs> Note to people who are going to call. No, it depends what's going on with my day and where I'm yeah. at. And um, a lot of them have just been emails. And okay. I have uh, offered to help people some things. And, you know, I do put this out there. I will help you. But uh, I am doing 100 oh, yeah. things at once. Yep. So it may take me a while to, to get what I want. But I will get it back to you. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's really fun. I, I love talking to people. I love helping. I love sharing what we do and um, helping make the float world better. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool to be part of this with you guys. It's very exciting. <laughs> um, I, I will say we've had a few people who have wanted to be on the show. And um, for anybody who's interested in that, you can certainly email Dylan at floatshop.com. I'd love to field that. I'll send it out with everybody. Shop is S-H-O-P-P-E. But also, uh, we do have the speak pipe option. Um, if you have something that you want to get off your chest, ask a question, anything like that, um, it's on our on our um, theartoffloating.com website on the left side. There's a gold bar. If you click on that, if you're on any computer that has a microphone, um, you can just leave a voicemail for us, and we'll play that on the show and answer your questions or um, let you share your opinions on something we've covered or, or something we're we're gonna cover. So um, we'd love to hear from you guys. And um, let's see here. Beyond that. Um, the uh, oh, by the way, I I have a hard out of an hour. I, I I've I don't know that I've had a conversation under an hour, but uh, I try to try to shut it down at an hour, and I always do it over uh, Skype because I really enjoy seeing people. Um, for some reason, I just connect better that way. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm loving loving talking with people. <laughs> um, Jack, I know you're behind on listening to the podcast, but I um, I just want to give a shout out to you. Uh, he gave some really positive feedback about um, the blog that I've been doing for years and, and the first few episodes of the podcast, and that was just really inspiring. It's amazing how much those things can touch you when you you know you put in work for so long and and have somebody just just glowing about uh, what you put out there is freaking amazing. It's really inspirational. Um, while I'm feeling emotional, actually, I'm going to take a little segue here and talk about the holidays for just a second. Um, Sandra's dad is, is in radio and he has been since something like he was 14 or 15 before it was even legal for him to work in the industry. And, um, he, uh, he works at K103, uh, here in, in Portland. It's, uh, the leading station in Portland. And I, I believe it's kind of a beacon for the rest of the country in terms of quality and ratings. It's, it's kind of ridiculous and pretty amazing that I'm, I'm associated with somebody who, who, is part of this but the most amazing thing to me is that he listens to this show and and i know he's not cut up and and i don't know if he'll, he'll ever listen to this episode or not but he's listened to it enough that um he understands what i'm doing and he'll take time and talk with me about interviews and how to conduct an interview or, or even host a show in general all of this stuff and um it, it's been absolutely amazing and touching for me that my father-in-law would would uh um just contribute into what I'm doing like this. It just, it, it means the world to me. It's absolutely amazing. And um, so the good news for anybody listening is that um, he'll, uh, he'll help, help me improve the show. And so this show is, is definitely a work in progress and we'll, we'll keep getting it better and better and, and uh, keep learning. Um, but uh, um, 
Speaking of which, uh, interviews. Um, I mentioned that the library interview is our number one listen to episode. You guys have made it very clear that you're interested in research and what's going on. So um, I've continued uh, conversation at Liber, and we're going to get more people from uh, the lab on the show. We're going to have, um, I believe we'll have another interview here in January. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be a really interesting one. Um, and then uh, and we'll, we will have other interviews uh, coming in here on the show as well. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get more, um, not only research updates, but also just information on how exactly the whole research process works. Because I know I'm interested in it, so I, I know you guys are going to be interested in this too. So that's going to be cool. Um, is there anything else exciting with the podcast you guys want to see in, in 2016? I'd love to see a lot more interaction uh, with our with our listeners and with other float center owners um, mm-hmm. that really is the most fun yes, for me totally finding out what everybody's doing uh-huh. uh you know so i can steal your ideas yeah um no. steal ours <laughs> well, we yes, want to steal yours it's only fair <laughs> <laughs> so we can pass around the ideas right, and, and uh, hold mm-hmm. everybody accountable make everybody better yeah mm-hmm. i agree yeah with that. i'm excited to see some videos come out um mm-hmm. i know dylan's doing some fun videos and I'm hopefully going to be putting together some videos, and uh, hopefully that ties into, like Amy said, some more interaction. Yeah. Um, I want to see people use the speak pipe. That's <laughs> such a, a cool tool, and I always love when uh, when people do use it. So, yeah, um, yeah any questions you have, just uh, do, get your voice out there. It's, you know, yeah, it's a small industry. Pipe. Like, um, there there's not a lot of roadblocks to this. You know, if if you want to um, help the community or be be a part of it. Um, yeah, step up. And on Twitter, too, like it, it's a really easy way to, to reach out to us. Facebook is probably a little more common. I've noticed a little more activity for the art of floating on Facebook rather than Twitter. So maybe that's where our demographic is. I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, that voicemail option, too, is, is going to be fun to implement that more in 2016. And just something I notice is we get more inspired when we get feedback from people or, you know, a, a listener who calls in with a question. And, and I mean, off off the air, just like calling our, our businesses or what have you we light up it is it feels so good and we're so excited to give that information and uh we kind of feed off of it i don't think i'm speaking out of turn by saying that for you guys am i (laughs) it's fun yeah um another thing that we're doing um is quicker turnaround on episodes we kind of let the uh, pierce the 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 veil um at the end of 2015 there with the recording times that we're recording episodes pretty far in advance of when they were airing and um it meant that we got a chance to spend some time editing our podcast and and putting it together and learning the ropes of of how we do this new project that we're doing um and i think through eight episodes we got a good rhythm for it and so we felt confident enough that in 2016 we're gonna make that turnaround time um so we record on tuesday nights and then we'll get that episode out to you um uh, you know, Wednesday night, Thursday morning, somewhere around that spot. But it'll if you uh, subscribe on iTunes or your app of choice, um, it'll be on your phone by by Thursday morning. So that's also, I think, really going to help with the, the community interaction, feedback and everything. I mean, sometimes we'll talk about a, a news article and it came out, you know, that day for us recording it. But then it's two or three weeks behind by the time people are listening to it. So um, that that quick turnaround time will just give it a little bit more of a live feel to it. Um, the kind of the, the more of the feel that we have when we're actually recording the episode. So I think that'll be really cool. Just one, one little, little minor thing. And, and we've, you know, of course we have all sorts of ideas, but I was listening to a show where, um, a, 
the host, um, his wife and his kid were going out of town. So we said, hey, anybody listens to the show, I'm going to be at this restaurant if you guys want to meet up. And um, ended up having 20 or 30 people show up and they had a great time talking about, you know, f- their their podcast related topics. And I thought that might be a, a really fun thing to do to uh, maybe have some some get togethers and, you know, casual. But there's nothing like meeting other floatrepreneurs. There's nothing like it. So true. Grabbing a beer, sitting down <laughs> and having good conversation. Yeah. I That's um. Trika has actually arranged, I think we've done two or three, um, we call them float love dinners, I guess. No and, way, nice. Um, nice. We've got about, I think last time there were six or seven different float center owners. We all nice. got together and had a round table <laughs> and some tacos and it was great. So That's um, cool. if you're in Alberta, um, there's also a, a float group called the Alberta Float Community, I think. So that's just sort of our province's little float community join us on there and i'd love to have dinner and <laughs> drinks with you that'd be awesome cool cool same goes for the southeast here in the u.s uh we're a little more spread out but uh mark and i are willing to travel nice have float tank uh. we'll travel um <laughs> same goes out for those on the west coast i mean float on uh, mudra massage we don't mention them as much they they're primarily massage and they have a single float tank uh but jeremy a co-owner of that business is awesome we all get together and um we get some some thai food and um there's there's nothing like it i mean actually this podcast is the closest thing to that of actually being in the room and you know sharing all the the silliness that goes on with the with the float center um but uh, cool. I'm so excited to be back, you guys. Um, this is a weekly podcast. Uh, we'll see you next week. And uh, as always, you can find us on Twitter at Artful Floating. You can find us on Facebook at The, um, the Art of Floating. Uh, we have the website, theartoffloating.com. And uh, yeah, we have a lot of really cool things coming down the pike. So to stay tuned to that, sign up for our newsletter. And of course, subscribe to the podcast here. And we'll see you next week. listening to the Art of Floating podcast. 